Welcome to episode two of our second season here at the OCA podcast. We're so glad you found us. Today's guest is Joan Miller. Joan is a licensed professional counselor. She is one of the founding members of the Provision School in Lexington, and she helps lead the Family Counseling Center there at the Provision School. What Joan and I talk about today is the effects of mental health and mental illness and how we can begin to explore what's happening inside ourselves and how we can take care of ourselves so that we can better take care of our kids. As we are experiencing anxiety, isolation, depression, frustration, behavioral challenges, Joan talks about many things and gives us some practical tools on how to help what's happening, on how to acknowledge what's happening, and how to further our movement forward. It's a great conversation with Joan. One of the things that I love about this conversation is she talks about play. She loves the aspect of play. And so she talks about finding this childlike playfulness that we can find now because most of us are at home. We don't have ball games to go to. We don't have so many different things because they're closed down. And so what better way than now to play, to connect, to create these opportunities, these lasting moments with our families and with each other. So as always, I hope you are encouraged as much as I was in connecting and talking with Joan. Joan, thanks so much for uh, being with us today and, and taking time out of, out of your busy schedule to talk about uh, just something that's become major important um, in our world today. It was becoming more and more, the stigma was losing um, its stigma and people were becoming mental, mental health was becoming almost, I wouldn't say mainstream, but as I've read things, as I know you're engaged in it daily, um, just the pandemic and all the unsettledness and the unrest that's going on in our world today has really created kind of a separate pandemic in the mental health crisis. I think I was um, reading, um, I think in April or May, just the suicide hotline alone um, had gone up 200%. Um, and you add on to that on top of the, the folks that we care for, foster care, adoptive world, kids from hard places, um, and parents being at home, parents being isolated, it creates just such a different world for, for everybody that we're going through. And so what are you experiencing as you connect with families, as you connect with kids? What's something you're noticing in this mental health field that's really, it, it may be new, it may not be new, but something that may be heightened or something that you've, you've begun, oh, wow, this is, this is, this is definitely something that is going to last for a long time. Well, Jonathan, thanks for having me. Um, I really see a lot of, of just people being what we might call stressed or uptight or even hypervigilant or that sensation of, of you know, I, uh, something's happening here and I don't know what to do. So, you know, anxiety and a, a concern and, and, um, it's interesting because you take away because of the pandemic some of the regular activities that fill our time and our days are gone so you know people aren't playing sports or do, going out or be enjoying vacations like they did or having even outside activities like they have and and uh it it does something to people so they're more isolated and they're closed in and almost that feeling of i think trapped in in some ways and um I, I noticed that parents, it really depends upon how the parents and the adults respond 
that that helps their kids so much because the kids can the kids don't really know so much about it unless their parents really super mm -hmm. explain it you know or explain it, I should say super explain but really explain it but I've got kids who who don't know very much about it and their parents are really laid back and they're really calm and they're keeping the kids calm and and that's really a good way to be but those parents that are um, really um, almost uh, in a in a pathological way fearful and like oh my gosh we can't do this or whatever mm -hmm. that really affects the kids and and that that makes it harder and when people are cooped up and trapped in their houses or you're not thinking outside the box the literal box of the house they start to they get a little a little mental illness starts to crop up i mean there's an article i read a long time ago where they say we all have a little bit of mm -hmm. it you know but yeah. but it seems to reinforce and people start to get almost paranoid or you know extreme and some and so we're seeing this in our country extreme things happening and and so we need some outlets some ways to help you know open the box <laughs> let right. out some pressure so to speak yeah speak to speak to some of those outlets right like so begin to talk about what you are recommending as a professional like what are some things that people Obviously, we're following guidelines right now, right? I mean, there's so many things, physical distancing. Um, what are some things that you are noticing that are beneficial out outlets for the kids, for the families that you are seeing? Um, I know there's there's so many different things, but would love to hear kind of some things that you're you're noticing that's that's working. Well, you know, the get outside idea is a really good one. There, you know, go in your backyard, go in your front yard, do do some things that you can actually get away from being in the house and we've had some nice days and even if it's raining you know maybe we need to remember the fun of stepping in puddles and right playing in the rain but but the more people get out and go and do different things the better off they're going to be um you know emotionally and and so so i've had people take drives where they're they've driven different to different places maybe they didn't get out of the car initially but now they're starting to you know parks are opening and they're going on some trips where they can go um, being creative and getting off the screens and even um, pulling out those old board games or card games that we haven't we've you know dust them off and bring them out it's kind of fun to find out hey let's let's have a big contest and play monopoly uh, one of my high school clients worked at a place in nicholasville kentucky and and uh, they sold puzzles at this place is a mail order place and he said they couldn't hardly keep any on the shelf in the beginning mm. of the pandemic and even as he left in august it was still the same that people are buying up puzzles and doing them um, the humane societies across the country have reported that um, even some places had no animals to adopt out because so many wow. people were getting animals to be companions which i you know i'm a retired veterinarian also and so you know to me i'm like well i'm really excited about that but i really hope that they keep those animals and care for them but let's think outside the box and let's and let's play let's let's do some things where we interact together and we move our bodies and we actually have fun because play has this um, play and doing things together helps secrete dopamine in our brains, which is a neurotransmitter, and it actually makes us feel better and, and feel happy. And so instead of eating all the ice cream in one sitting, let's go outside and have some races with our kids or play or garden or, um, you know, even having a picnic in the backyard. Uh, uh, one of my mm -hmm. older clients, she 
invited an elderly couple over to their house. I'm getting older, so I don't know what elderly is, but but um, she invited over this couple that were in their 80s, and they brought their own dinner, and this couple had their own dinner, and they sat they sat greater than six feet apart from each other, but they said spent two hours together. They're on the back patio of these people's house having a you know dinner over friends with some you know some pandemic alterations mm-hmm. and had a wonderful time. And this lady had been cooped up in the house for a long time, and she said, oh, "I should have been doing this earlier." I was like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so those are some ideas. Yeah, that's so good. So speak to, and you mentioned briefly about it, just the dopamine levels and just the importance of play. And I know you're a registered play therapist. um, And usually we think of play with kids. We think of play therapy with kids. And that's super important. Speak a little bit of that with kids. Kids know how to play. I think it's in their bones. But even as we get older as adults, I think we lose that ability to to step into play and continue to do that well and i don't know what it is i don't know if some of us who are um have some english stock in us maybe we think we have to have the stiff upper lip or something you know we can't let go Mm -hmm. and be free or or whatever but but um we we all need to play and we have some teachers in our school that tell me they don't know how to play and i go well just hang out with me and i'll help you so (laughs) so it's okay to laugh it's okay to enjoy things it's okay to be silly because this we have a lot of serious stuff going on right now but it's okay to actually have a sense of humor and enjoy things and i know that most of the time adults start enjoying things by um, we either go, you know, we go into eating or drinking or some things to try to make ourselves feel better, or we watch TV, which does mm-hmm. give us some joy, but we, and, and the only laughing we do is when we watch comedians, you know, or, yeah. or, um, we're picking up the habits of the kids and we're reading all the memes now, but, but if we play, if we are playful, if we are relaxed and joke around if we remember back when we were kids, what were the things we liked to do that were fun? You know, there's a reason that adult coloring books got so popular hmm. because people like coloring. And so now that they've named them adult coloring books, it's like <laughs> those who, who are afraid can go, well, I can do this. And it's yeah. popular now. But, but you know, there's nothing like getting an old-fashioned newsprint style big coloring book like the kids use and using getting a box of crayons and coloring on that newsprint it's so soothing and relaxing and and you know a new box of crayons 64 crayons and and a coloring book can go a long way for some people to bring them some joy but you know what about the days of writing with sidewalk chalk and playing a hopscotch and just throwing a ball or um you know, if you, you know, just even hiking or walking or playing cards or, um, or making things, you know, Michaels and Hobby Lobby have had a lot of booming business because people are now going back to that, the way of, of making things again. And, and so I'm old enough to remember in the eighties, which might be when you were born, Jonathan, (laughs) (laughs) that crafting was really, really popular back then. And I've noticed just looking at things on online feeds that some of the old crafting things that people made for decorations in their house are coming back around again. Yeah. I think they call them vintage crafts, but 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 they're fun and people are doing them again because they make them feel good and, and you're doing something. So I'm thinking, you know, like I'll ask kids, what did you do, you know, the high schoolers that, that think they're too cool and all they wanna do is be on their phone, but they're 
parents are restricting their online ability, I'll say, well, what did you used to do when you were younger that was fun? And, you know, if, if they used to draw, I'd say, hey, let's go back to that. Yeah. And, and let's change it up. Let's buy some cart, you know, charcoal pencils. Let's use markers. Let's do different things. Let's use different paper. Or if they were building things, let's go back to building. You, we don't have to use Legos, though there are adult Legos that are available. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go back to that. Let's build things. Let's make things. Let's invent things. Do you play music? Do you, you know, do you like to, to do things with music? That's another, another thing. So I'm just yeah. trying to get their minds going into ways that were fun. Cause when we were little, we knew how to play. We yeah. had fun. And, um, we can, if we can remember it, it's, it's really okay. Yeah. And, and, um, and we're a creative species. We can do things. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, we were created with an imagination. So absolutely. And so I'm curious, um, as you work with families, as you work with teenagers, as you work with kids, for us parents, for those parents who aren't stepping into the therapeutic room, who aren't seeking counseling during this time, how would you connect with those parents and tell them, hey, help your kids learn how to play again, help your kids learn how to be creative again? how do you bring that back out of the 16, 17, or even the 12, 13 year old who say, no, I just want to be on my phone. I'm bored. Um, what are some suggestions that you would give or, or create even in your counseling and your therapy? Obviously there's more to that, but just some simple suggestions or even some, some deeper suggestions on how to bring that out of our kids. And even some of that's even six, seven and eight year olds now as well. But, um, what are some thoughts that you have on how to develop or recreate that play or, you know, I guess spark that play, right? Well, the very first thing we need to do is we're going to need to take care of ourselves. So, so, um, there's a lot, you know, a lot of people are on Facebook and are reading or Instagram and they're reading a lot of negative and hard Mm -hmm. comments. And, and, and I would say, let's put our, ourselves on a social media diet and let's cut back on some of that negative feed and and that kind of stuff and i know that somebody's going to argue oh my i want to know how my family is or there's really interest interesting things but really the truth is that there's a we're having a a, 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 what is it an information overload and that's stressing us and causing negative neurotoxins or neuro you know things in our bodies to be Mm -hmm. created or negative chemicals in our body and we don't need that and we need to relax so i'd say let's step away from the screens ourselves um we know enough to say to our kids let's not be on screens too much but then we tend to stay on them too much ourselves and, and then we, we, you know, everybody's heard about that blue light in the phone. And if you're using your phone an hour before you go to bed, you're going to disrupt your sleep. So let's put that away earlier so we get better sleep so that we're not so cranky. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, because, right. you know, behind me on the shelf, and I don't think you can see it, there's a sign that says attitude is everything. Pick a good one. And, mm-hmm. and you know, we have to start with a, a good attitude. And, and so being playful I, I think starts with one having having a pretty good sense of humor, you know, just trying to change the way we look at things, you know, mm-hmm. um, in my office recently, I had a, a flooding of some water from the air conditioner because we moved into a, a not well loved building that we've been helping love. Mm-hmm. And so 
our my new laminate floor got kind of wobbly and and wavy and and i was surprised by my reaction because i came in and i go okay and it was like well, all right we'll just fix this and so so we did which caused the trans the way my room was arranged to be different which actually turned out to be a better arrangement mm -hmm. but i was like i was really surprised how well i handled that i didn't freak out or anything and and yet we, that's that's because i'm trying to maintain an attitude of trying to be calmer now when we're that way and we do that with our kids then then the next thing is because i'm really into relationship let's try to join them in what they're doing so they are experts in play so let's find out what they're doing now 17 16 17 we'll come back to them but the younger kids they they know how to play if we sit down and we just join them we don't take over and we don't tell them how to play but we ask hey can i play barbies with you or can i can i have can i play trucks or or whatever like that they'll show us how to respond to them and that's fun um go outside or make a sandbox you know at mm -hmm. lowe's or home depot they sell play sand that's like three dollars a big bag oh, wow. and you can get you can make a pile of sand or put it in or buy those big rubbermaid containers and make kind of a sandbox and you can play you can make a, an area and that's a really fun thing for kids to do i have one of those old turtle sandboxes that my grandchildren come over and play in, in my backyard and that that's a joy that we used to have but also just a sandbox with toys in it outside all kids even up to 10 11 like that too um ask them what other things they might do you know jump roping used to be popular throwing the ball used to be popular um drawing with sidewalk chalk or things like that is yeah. is fun doing some arts and crafts is fun um as you get older you may want your kids to um get off their video games but maybe you need to join them and ask them hey what is this game about or tell me about it i have i have two uh, clients of mine that i've known a long time these two boys and they're at an age they're both 14 and 15 and we have a pretty good relationship and what i've discovered is now they always want to show me their video games and we're on zoom so i they've given me mm. the honor to be in their room and they're showing me their games and they're showing me their toys and so I just I just join them in that and make comments and talk to them about it. And sure, it's not my main interest of life, but I want to I want to be connected. So I try to do that. Now, one of my favorite things to do is reading, but reading doesn't seem as popular right now. So if you'll read, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll encourage you. But if you're not going to read, then we're going to go. We're going to do things to move our bodies. And um, also in my neighborhood, I've noticed that everybody's out walking their dog. So if hmm. you've got a dog and you want to go on a walk that that's a nice way for parents to connect with their kids because you're walking side by side you're not looking face to face but a lot of things come out when you're just on a walk and you're just you know out strolling yeah. so if you just go on a walk regularly with your kids it's kind of interesting what you might learn so, yeah so those are some ideas yeah so how you know in today's world parents have work they have they're a teacher their parents, they're doing so much. And you said start with self-care, which is so important. But with all of those things, right, what are some ways that some, some things that parents can do to create rhythms of self-care in themselves so that they can, like you said, so that they can walk into a flooded office and say, okay, I'm okay with this, right? Or a, 
or a screaming child or uh and it's not that you were okay with it but you're able to see see it for the situation and move into it with a okay we're going to move forward and i'm not going to allow this to completely disrupt my next 24 hours or even 48 hours or whatever and I think you're talking about that thing they call margin. Yeah. <laughs> Not margarine, but margin. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, it's, it's, and I'm going to tell you as I'm talking about it, I'm not the expert in this. I am a work in progress, but, but we have to be conscious of the fact that self care and taking care of ourselves is so important. And, and I know lots of people listening have heard this, but you know, when you're flying the airplane and the oxygen mask falls down and they tell you if you're traveling with a, a young or older companion that you need to help to put it on yourself first before you put it on them, because really if you pass out, you aren't gonna help anybody. So mm -hmm. we tend to just charge ahead and think we're invincible and until we have, you know, have some trouble. And so, um, I think small things, small things, we have, to, we have to be aware, one, is it valuable to us to take care of ourselves? I, I recently took a, um, a continuing education for counseling, and it was about the ethics of self-care, and I didn't know this, but apparently in our um, our uh, code of ethics, we're supposed to be caring for ourselves. <laughs> and and mm. I thought, well, that's a very good, good reminder. And oh. um, fortunately, I didn't meet any of the descriptions of burnout. So that was good to know. But, <laughs> but um, we've got to take care of ourselves. We've got to make sure that we're, that we're getting enough sleep. We're drinking water that, that time, make sure we're hydrated. We need to make sure that we're not eating sugar all the time and you know i love sugar but we need to we need to cut back on that we need to we we need to be mindful of those kind of simple things and and in some of that taking care of things i think sometimes parents think they've got to have like divisions you know like i'm gonna do the store and i'm gonna do the cooking and i'm thinking is there a way to bring your kids into helping you with i'm going to the mm. store or can you or hey this is a really good time why don't i teach you how to make pancakes or why don't mm. i teach you you know how to make scrambled eggs or something just joining in as we as we care for ourselves inviting our kids in and and also for parents to remember what is that one thing that you really wish you had time to do like you know 30 minutes of reading or you know that you know some women like to take bubble baths maybe some men um you know maybe you want to just sit outside and sit outside in the backyard by yourself and and you know have a glass of tea or something you know something where you can just get some time to yourself and and give yourself permission to say okay i need some time right now just to sit down and then go back in and and for those of us in the faith community you know really connecting with God and really not running around like we're chickens with our heads cut off, but really stopping and saying, Lord, could you help me right now? And um, so there's some really cool things like contemplative prayer and other things that people can look into, but just ways to calm ourselves so that we can be calm when we, we connect with our kiddos. And, and um, it's not hard. It's just, we've got to want to, and we have to be intentional. And, and that's a word, that I have to say to myself a lot: be intentional, Joan. You need to slow down, or you need to, you need to take this. You need some take some time off. So I say that to other people too. And mm -hmm. and I know that in our neighborhoods, we're trying to social distance and stay away from people. 
um, in some ways, which is hard, but yeah. everybody's got at least a couple people that they're connected with that they consider their safe pod, so to speak. So, mm -hmm. so are there people that you can talk to or hang out with or connect with that would help make you feel better too? Yeah, for sure. And speak to that, you know, you talk about giving yourself permission and, you know, I, as a counselor myself and a therapist myself, we speak to moms. I know you probably connect with moms, just this, just this guilt that they feel I need to, a lot of, a lot of them that I talk to, they feel they need to be everything at all times, right? What's a word of encouragement as we, as you connect with them, as you reach to them and, you know, obviously go out and have a glass of tea or sit on your deck, go for a walk. But even in that, I'm sure there may be some guilt that they feel in doing that, right? So what's a word of encouragement? How do they, how do they get past that inner voice, that guilt that, that, that and even, even dads as well, some dads experience this as well. Um, but how, how can they move past that and say, okay, what are some, what are some practical things that you would have moms, dads, families do? Well, uh, all the moms that know me know that I have this saying that I say to them all the time. And it's, if I lose mom, I lose everybody. Hmm. And, and so if they, so they'll be telling me something and I'll go, remember, if I lose mom, I lose everybody. And because mom is the hub of the home. She's the one that cares for everybody. And, and, you know, I can say that to dads and I'll say, if you, if your wife wasn't there, wouldn't life wouldn't be very good. And they're like, no. <laughs> and yeah. and right. so, you know, that, so I know as a, I'm going to say this, a recovering codependent as I am yeah. and a mom and a grandma that, it's hard to let go and let others and delegate authority or say, hey, this isn't that big of a deal. But really, there comes a place where we have to um, not, not do everything. Or for our kids, they're getting older. They need to learn to do some things on their own because we're helping them learn to be responsible re adults. And we want them to have what they call grit. We want them to be able to handle things and be resilient and and those are things that don't that are less and less in our society and so when a mom does everything she's taking away that ability for kids to learn and she's not helping herself either and so i say to mom guilt well you know god doesn't want us to have that because a mother it does it is a wonderful person and does lots of things and i want her to take care of herself i want her to be the best mom that she can be by by feeling the best that she can yeah, for sure. And so, John, this has been really good sitting with you and, and hearing all that you have as we, especially as we continue to move in and hopefully move out of this pandemic, but it's going to be here for a while. We're going to wear masks for a while. Um, and that's just, that's going to be part of our life, right? And so, but what are maybe three to five, two to five pieces of advice that you would give folks who are maybe to, to help with this mental health, who are experiencing some unrest, who are experiencing some anxiety, what are some things that you would would give people and say, hey, pay attention to this or do this so that it doesn't get to this crisis mode um, that they that a lot of us are seeing right now? Well, I think a lot of things were going through my mind as you said that. And um, one of the things that stood out first was um, back 
um, back when 9-11 happened and they would show on the news those planes flying into the World Trade Center all the time and they would play this music. Um, I found myself getting more and more just going around hypervigilant and super stressed for days and days. And and I noticed they took that they took those off. They don't show those on media. media. They're hard to find now. But but the the reason I'm bringing it up is that when we expose ourselves to things that frighten us or stress us over and over and over, we aren't helping ourselves. So the number one thing is watch and be really vigilant and careful about what you put in your your ears mm. and your eyes into into yourself because you're feeding your soul with whatever you're looking at. And 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 so monitor what comes in. It's really okay to step away from all this media that's coming on, especially as we get closer through the election, we know how that goes. Step back and don't don't put all that into yourself because you don't need it. And 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 give yourself and your mind a break, and then fill it with things that'll be fulfilling or soul soul feeding for you. You know, um, music that's that's inspirational or good for you, or whatever kind of music you mm -hmm. like that feeds you. Um, do you know if you you know if you're a person of faith, you know, feed your soul with scripture and other things that are healthy and good for you. Um, do you have friends that you can talk to that really lift you up? A lot of people I know have really isolated themselves and they need to reconnect with some of their friends and the people that they love. And so I'd say to do that. And, and then don't beat yourself up. Don't, don't get mad at yourself each day. God gives us every day as a new day. And, and, um, uh, give give grace to yourself and to your kids. We know that kids being on NTI or non-traditional instruction makes us kind of worry that they're on the computer too much, but we've got to give them a little bit of what they find fun. And if they're a video game kid, they've got, I can't believe I'm actually saying this, but they've got to have, <laughs> they've got to have a little bit of it because yeah. that brings them joy and it does give them dopamine. Mm -hmm. But then let's get everybody outside. Let's have dinner outside or let's yeah. go for a walk or do some other things, but be gentle, be gentle with yourselves. This is mm -hmm. a very hard time for the whole world. And, and it isn't the time to decide to um, change your life in some major way. Yeah. Don't just, just, just keep a, a steady pace. Just keep one foot in front of the other and just keep on walking forward and, and just be kind to yourself. And, and we're going to make it through. We're going to yeah. make it through. It's just, we just don't know when the end is, but it's going to be okay. Yeah. And, and just from, from your and I's perspective, don't do it alone. Like in a sense from a counselor, like if something happens, like go see somebody, right? It's okay. Yeah. Like there's, there are people there to encourage you. Um, allow yourself the freedom to go and connect with somebody, which is what I heard you say. But I, you know, I just want to, I think sometimes we forget that there are people there that are, that are willing to walk with you. Joan, I know yourself, you walk with people daily. Um, and so it's, and I do it as well myself, but know that we are here for you and we want to walk through that journey with you.